I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to NPR and they were talking about this guy. I just that's the funny thing with NPR is is obviously on the radio and so when you come into it you're always like halfway into a story. You never know like I never start a story on NPR. You're always halfway through it and you're trying to decipher what the hell they're all talking about. But this one was pretty easy because this guy was talking about how he had 12 rats as pets and he absolutely loves his rats and but he was really struggling with dating because he didn't know how to like communicate to women that he had rats and he would never want to take them home. So he'd like lie. Even if he was into somebody, he would lie and be like, oh, I, I'm not feeling good or like, oh, I have to get up early in the morning. Because he didn't want to take them home to like his rat, his rat, rat palace. And he was talking too about how this, like some rat owners, <laughs> some rat kings, they will let their rats like clean them, like clean their teeth and clean their ears and clean their nose out. And I, oh my God, I actually died. It's like, there are so, like, I just, sometimes think about how like when our apartment's messy or you know like we need to clean or whatever I just think about how like the conditions at which some people live like you, and you don't even know it like they're across the hall from you they're above you they're beside you or like the house next door to you and just like what is it like and just not that his his like situation wasn't bad like he wasn't living in like rat festation they were like pets and had cages and shit but it's like oh that's so weird to just think like oh the person next to me has 12 rats that they like lo- clean their teeth it's so bizarre you're just like what <laughs> what is happening and, you know, I kind of felt bad for him, though, too, because he just was so, like, sad about it. But he, like, loved his rats. And so the whole, this is, like, the dumbest story ever. But then he, like, the reporter, like, goes back, like, so he's, like, okay, I'm going to, like, within the next month, like, get rid of my rats. Like, you know, I want a person. I want a partner. And that just seems to be a hurdle. And so the reporter ends up meeting with him four months later. And she's, like, okay, I've been dying to know. Have you gotten rid of the rats? And he was like, no. And it was like, just so sad. Like he loves his rats. Like let the boy have his rats. And he, but then he came to find out he was being a lot more transparent online with talking to people. And he said it was 50, 50, like 50% of women were okay with it. And 50% were not. And so it's like, there's a person out there for everyone, rats included, rat man included. So honestly, when you are thinking bad about yourself and you just feel like no one's going to love me, no one's going to care about me, I have my issues, you don't got 12 rats, so do with that what you will. Well, like people have snakes, like as pe- anything that's like, okay, a pet, I guess you could pet a rat, like a you could pet it, like actually like put your hand on it and pet it. Who's petting a snake? Who's petting a spider? Who's petting a lizard? Like, couldn't be me. Anything you have to keep in a cage, mm, honestly, not here for it. And I guess people keep their dogs and cats and stuff in kennels, but, like, that's usually more for, like, transportation or, like, to keep them from just, I don't know. I've never had pets that I've kept in kennels. They've always just been out and about. But, yeah, I think if you have to keep it in, like, a glass cage. I always think that about aquariums, too. Why do people have fish? Like, I just think that's so sad. Like, you're just taking these fish that are supposed to be in the ocean. I mean, like, I know, like, goldfish. Like, I don't know where goldfish live. Uh, Anyways. But, like, why? It's just so sad. Like, think about, like, the whales at SeaWorld. Like, how sad is that? 
like their fins curl over like they're supposed to be up because they swim miles and miles and like they're literally curled over because they don't get to swim and they just like sit there and call for their families because they're like pod animals they're supposed to be in packs and so they're just like call and they're just alone that is so fucking sad like how can you do that how could you stand behind that and be like yeah let me count my hundreds while you just like torture this animal Hey guys, welcome back to Gush, your weekly podcast where we dive deep into the top 10 stories of the week. I am your host, Tanner, and we are back for another episode, another solo episode. It's me, myself, and I diving into the top 10 this week. And so I'm excited to discuss with you guys. We've got a little bit of everything. We've got Neuralink and Elon Musk. We've got JLo's new movie, which is honestly the most shocking thing I've ever seen. Tom Holland's Zendaya. We've got Natalie Portman. We've got it all. So let's just dive into the stories. So our first story is about Elon Musk and his neuro startup um, called Neuralink. So if you guys aren't familiar with that, um, it is a neurotech company and the first ever human was just fitted with Neuralink's brain chip. Um, So now they can, um, now that they've been fitted with this brain chip, they can move a computer mouse with just their thoughts alone, according to Elon Musk. So um, it looks like the patient is recovering really well and the outcome so far that they have achieved was quoted as good um so they were implanted last month and it looks like uh he suffered no ill effects the company is aware of and can apparently move the mouse up and down to drag boxes on the screen just by thinking so the brain chip is called telepathy and elon musk previously explained it enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking so the device consists of an electrode with more than 1,000 flexible conductors that can be etched into people's cerebral cortexes via a surgical robot the electrodes are programmed to register thoughts related to motion and the truly groundbreaking technology and so far it looks like it's doing its job this is so wild i mean Neuralink obviously has been a topic in the internet for or on the internet for a while and so it's just kind of been a little bit of chatter like it hasn't really been anything like this this is definitely the first step into seeing the results of the tech company being able to lay claim to some of the things that they've talked about because Elon has talked about with the company that like eventually this brain chip will eradicate Alzheimer's dementia like it'll fix neurological degenerative diseases as well as like spinal cord injuries and so it's all kind of been just speculation up until this point and so now we're actually starting to see these trials come to light and like to be able to control your devices with just your mind it's so wild dude i want a brain chip i how fun would it be to be able to just like tell your phone what to do without even touching it we're literally going to turn into those people from wally where we're just in floating chairs floating chairs or no we're going to turn into like if you guys have seen ready player one we're all just like headsets, but it's just gonna be like brain chips or like Black Mirror. Does science fiction influence real life or does real life influence science fiction? That's the real question here. Like, do we, are we creating these things because of some like fantasy idea or is the fantasy idea created because we're actually making these things? Hmm. Interessant. I think like, 
you know, and Joe Rogan's talked about this on his podcast about Neuralink because, you know, he's had Elon Musk on there quite a bit. And they just talk about how there's going to be a section of people that don't get the brain chips, a lot of people probably, and the people that have it will just be so much farther ahead because they'll be able to access information quicker and just their efficacy in life will be so much higher than non-chipped people and so it's going to create this divide of like human you know it's like is that will be will that be a new class system or something it's so wild i wonder if one day too they'll be able to like upload our consciousnesses to something and then what is that is that like will we feel that like if you could make a digital copy of yourself, would would you be able to feel, would it just be you again? Like your clone, if you had a clone, would it be like a twin or would it be like you? This is the shit that like keeps me up at night. It feels like we're just gonna turn into robots, but honestly, let's, let's embrace this sort of technology if it's gonna bring so many people who have these degenerative abil- disabilities and, um, illnesses that like they would do anything to get their quality of life back if this can change that then like I'm all for it and it's so neat to see this sort of technology unfold in our lifetime so I'm really excited to see the next steps of this and you know I there's a lot of opinions out there about Elon you know you love him you hate him but you can definitely tell he's someone who is dedicated to improving the world and if we can have more of those people then I'm all for it Our next story, Jennifer Lopez, This Is Me Now, is number one on the charts. It tops Amazon and iTunes. So Jennifer Lopez has the number one movie in the world, or at least the top flick on Amazon Prime, the streaming home of This Is Me Now, A Love Story. Check out Amazon Prime right now so you can see the visual accompaniment. Accompaniment? 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 I don't know. (laughs) You can see the... Visual uh, sidekick to JLo's first album in nearly a decade as it's outperforming the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith series as well as several other popular shows on Amazon Prime. So if you haven't had the absolute privilege of watching this movie, I recommend doing so and do it with friends because it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's this weird cartoon, live action, music video, dance number. It is the most bizarre thing I've ever watched. And yeah, I mean, would I watch it again? No. Would I recommend you watch it? Absolutely. It's it's something that you really just can't quite explain with words, honestly. So our next story, Zendaya uh, it speaks about Tom Holland's Riz and how it did it for her. Tom Holland certainly got girlfriend Zendaya under his spell because the smitten actress can't stop gushing about his riz to whoever will listen. Zendaya was asked during the BuzzFeed puppy interview about the Dune 2 cast riz, short for charisma for you fellow millennials. And she quickly steered the topic back to her man, (laughs) Tom Holland. She says, I think someone who has beautiful charisma, not on the Dune cast, but personally works for me, is Mr. Tom Holland. Zendaya explained why Tom Holland got her hooked, and it all comes down to his killer conversational skills, apparently. She says it takes her a while to come out of her shell because she's shy, but in contrast, her BF's a master at talking and getting to know people. 
When it came to uh, when it came to how he swooned her directly, Zendaya admits he had to pull it out of her a bit. But seeing as he's got a natural gift for flirting, it didn't take long for him to work his magic on her. Okay, so. I thought it was so cute how they were asking basically what Dune cast member has the most Riz. And she was like, actually, I know who has it. And it's my boy TH. So I think, you know, we don't get much of a inside look into her and Tom's relationship, which is totally their decision. But it is nice to get these little snidbits when they do press junkets to see like, okay, yes, the, the relationship is alive and well. And you know, there's something about celebrity relationships that I'm always just such a, like, fighter for. Like, I just want them to make it because it's really just all of us are watching to see, like, can it happen? You know, true love does exist. And it's just, especially to people like Zendaya and Tom, they're such wholesome, lovely people. And so for them to get their happy ending is so cute. So apparently Tom's got the riz. Our next story, Natalie Portman uh, states, movie stars aren't a thing anymore. Youngins only know about YouTube. Natalie Portman is seeing declining popularity of film with young people, and it seems like she's got mixed feelings about it, pointing out the double-edged sword of its downfall. The actress sat down with Vanity Fair um, for an interview, and she opened up about the increased influence of social media stars on kids when compared to traditional movie stars like herself. Portman says film feels much more niche these days and notes if you ask someone in her kids generation she's got a 12 year old and a 7 year old they tend to know way more YouTubers and viral people as opposed to actors. Now Natalie's not saying this is necessarily a bad thing she points out the freedom in making movies in an era when commerce isn't the chief concern while also walking the fine line of not making projects that are too elitist saying you got you got to keep the audience in mind. So this kind of, for me, piggybacks off of the Billie Eilish situation where she was at the People's Choice Awards, I believe, and she was saying how there were so many TikTokers there, and it seemed like it was definitely in a negative connotation. And I just think, you know, I don't believe she was trying to be elitist. I don't think Natalie Portman's trying to be elitist either. I think it's just a changing of the guards. It's a change in time. It's reflecting in what people care about. And like we just that kind of ultra movie star. Yes, it still has its place, but it is becoming more niche. And as much as I love Hollywood and, you know, all of that, the ability to access some of these movie stars is a little bit more uh, difficult and so when you get that instant gratification from an influencer a tiktoker a youtuber you really do just get kind of that fulfillment of oh i can see these people that i kind of look up to and idolize the way they live their lives and get the access that you want and see what they're doing and so you kind of forget about these people who are just ultra private because everybody's out here not being private hence this podcast so i don't know it's an interesting take i definitely do agree streaming services i think too have changed the game with like movie stars because back in the day there was really just one stream that you could get into and it was major motion pictures and you really just don't have that anymore most of those films aren't even that successful unless they're these huge projects like marvel or dune or you know these massive massive movies and so we're just able to get content in a different way or in so many different ways that we don't really need movie stars 
Our next story, Kelly Rowland on the Today Show, she left over a dressing room. So uh, new reports suggest the real reason Kelly Rowland walked off the set of Today was because of being peppered with Beyonce questions, but that's not really the truth, says well-placed sources. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Kelly arrived last Friday just before 8 a.m., already in full glam, and she and her team began complaining about her dressing room from the jump. They were told uh, today's staffers explained their dressing rooms were notoriously dumpy, glorified closets. The sources go on to say Kelly and her team were quite upset and asked who had the dressing room upstairs. They were told that that room was taken by JLo, but they were then offered a few options and then were told Kelly and her team liked none of them. And seven minutes before air, they said, we're going to leave and they booked it. Taco Taco, said the Flacco. I, okay, so obviously this just feels like such champagne problems. Like you, it's so interesting. I just have such an interesting thought. Okay, it's not really that interesting, but I just always think about celebrities in this way that like they are so willing to do anything when they need you in the beginning, like you as the the audience, the client, the consumer, they're always willing to do any little bit, any little video, I'll do this interview, I'll go and do this press thing. But then when you get to this level of like, oh, I don't really need you because I have success, fame and money, I become this like monster. I don't know. Obviously, these are all just speculative and who knows how it really went down. But if it is true that she literally left them seven minutes before airing and she was supposed to be a guest host, I mean, talk about unprofessional and like, I don't know. I just, what a way con- to conduct yourself over a dressing room. And you had seven minutes. Like, well, how much time are you going to spend in the dressing room once you go on air? Like, what? It really makes no sense to me. And... I don't know. It's like, are you really that big of a star, Kelly, too, to be able to make those demands? I mean, she's definitely not more popular than J-Lo. So, awkward. Probably not coming back to today. Our next story, Travis Kelsey hits up Taylor Swift's Sydney concert. The Kansas City Chiefs tight end was among thousands of people in attendance Friday in Sydney, where T-Swift kicked off a fresh round of performances heading into the weekend. Just like at other shows of hers he's been to, the fans went wild. Travis soaked up all the attention, clapping and waving at all the youngins as he passed them, with security flanking him on all sides, of course. He had a buddy with him, too, Ross Travis, who's a former Chiefs player, and who's randomly accompanying Travis on this Aussie trip. Taylor Swift's dad, Scott, was also in the mix as Travis went to his VIP tent. So, yes, of course, I'm sure you guys were seeing all over TikTok, all over Instagram, the uh, photos and videos of Travis landing in Sydney, him and Taylor going to the zoo. And yeah, just I think it's so sweet how you can just tell that they really care and support each other's careers and being two people at the top of their industries that can be difficult. I think dating someone that is more successful than you or you're the more successful one, that can bring challenges within itself with ego and pride. And so I think it's just really cool to see two people who are at the top of their game just be able to take a, take a, seat, take a back seat and just, you know, support their partner and be there and just really have a great time in life. And yeah. Some people are not so happy about this. Peter reacts to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's Sydney Zoo date. 
So Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's Sydney zoo date was cute and all, but PETA says they should have been mindful of how the animals are treated and handled in these types of environment. Debbie Metzler, PETA Foundation Director of Captive Animal Welfare, uses Taylor's own song against her to make her point, telling TMZ, while we understand all too well the appeal of seeing Australia's wildlife, PETA hopes the next time Taylor and Travis want to see wild animals, they spend their time and money at a true sanctuary. They add that a sanctuary is a better choice because visitors aren't allowed to feed or touch the animals there. In fact, they're required to keep a respectful distance from them altogether. The zoo there, on the other hand, apparently lets you get hands-on with the wildlife. And of course, Taylor was doing one of the one of the things PETA advised not to, namely feeding a kangaroo at Sydney Zoo while also checking out a bunch of other animal exhibits. I mean, you can always count on PETA to come in and just spoil all the fun, but I'm not completely against what they're saying. Yes, I honestly don't really go to the zoo very often because I kind of feel the same way. I think to trap and cage animals just for us to look at them can be really sad and just unnecessary. And I mean, like they said, you could just go to a sanctuary and there's plenty of opportunities to see animals that need rehabilitation. And so I definitely think that is what we should move to. But yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird situation because I think a lot of zoos do good. But then you see these zoos that are just like horrendous and these animals are living in horrible conditions. And so I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm not a big supporter of zoos. I would never go to SeaWorld. So, yeah, I don't think they're totally out of line with this. But, you know, just let the girl enjoy her date. We, like, stand outside of SeaWorld and, like, protest. It's, like, we need the people that are outside of Planned Parenthood, like, stopping people. Like, go to SeaWorld. Like, talk about a travesty. Speak for someone that doesn't have a voice. You think that baby doesn't have a voice? What about this freaking orca? Our next story, Wendy Williams diagnosed with aphasia and dementia, same disorder as Bruce Willis. So Wendy Williams has been diagnosed with aphasia and dementia, the same disorder Bruce Willis has, and the news comes ahead of a new doc chronicling her recent troubles. Uh, The news came down from her care team who blasted out a press release with what they characterize as a very personal update, which they say is an effort to bat down rumors and speculation about her health. Her team says everyone already knows she struggles with Graves' disease and lymphedema, but they say others started to wonder what was going on in moments when Wendy would lose her train of thought or act erratically, and now they say it's because of this condition. They write, in 2023, after undergoing a battery of medical tests, Wendy was officially diagnosed with primary progressive aphasia and frontotemporal frontotemporal dementia, FTD. So that's really sad. I mean, I definitely have seen the clips of her online, like totally losing her train of thought, totally going spaced out on her show. So it seems like this is a diagnosis long coming. And I think that anyone out there that suffered through a parent, a loved one going through a neurological degenerative disease, they know how awful it can be and just how heartbreaking it can be as the person that remembers I really, really just feel for the family because that has to be just so, so hard. I, you know, there's so many TikTok accounts of people whose like older family members, like parents, moms and dads 
have Alzheimer's and they like have to tell them who they are or they're just asking about their kids or their pe- people and I just oh it just breaks my heart I can only imagine what that's like so oh so sad but hopefully she gets the care that she can and just you know can have as smooth as a process that it can be through this and we're we're here for you Wendy it's really sad and I wouldn't want anyone to have to go through this so it's probably super difficult to do it in the public eye as well our next story, Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are seeing each other again. <clears throat> All right, our next story, Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker seeing each other again. Slow and steady wins the race. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are rekindling their relationship, but they're taking things slow, and they're not even exclusive just yet, TMZ has learned. Sources familiar with the situation tell us the former lovebirds have been spending more time together lately, something becoming evident during the Super Bowl when Devin Booker popped up in the Kardashian suite super randomly, I'll bet, separated from Kendall. Anyway, our lying eyes weren't deceiving us. As it turns out, we're being told they are in fact seeing each other again, but our sources emphasize they're not rushing into things. Eyewitnesses tell us they've even seen Kendall pop up in Dallas this week while Devin was in town for the Mavs Suns game. So yeah, she's even traveling to be with him lately. Okay, I was kind of sad when they broke up. They just seemed like such a cute couple together. And, you know, honestly, I was also Team Bad Bunny, so... I've been liking all of the <laughs> the male choices that Kendall's been going through lately, so I'm honestly here for it. It seems like he's a decent guy. I really don't know that much about him. Not a basketball fan, but um, yeah, I don't. I wish I cared about the Kardashians more. I used to be such a Kardashian stan, and now I'm just just kind of like cool. Is my response? I don't know. Our next story, Brandy Glanville threatens to sue Bravo, um, and Andy Cohen responds to the FaceTime claims. So Brandy Glanville is putting Bravo's parent company and others on notice that she's prepared to take them to court over this whole girls trip drama she's been roped into and lays out her grievances in no uncertain terms in a letter that her attorneys just fired off. The Real Housewives star has lawyered up with the likes of Mark Garagos and Brian Friedman, big shot lawyers in Hollywood, and they sent NBC Universal a demand letter that threatens a lawsuit on behalf of their client, and they're telling the network to preserve all potential evidence as Brandy prepares for what could be a messy legal battle. The letter obtained by Team Z spells out exactly why Brandy is considered suing here, and according to her legal team, she feels like she's been chewed up and spit out by Bravo and all other parties involving involved in producing and airing a show that makes them millions. Her attorney adds, while the experience has been a nightmare for Miss Glanville, it is far from the first time Miss Glanville has been used and abused by NBC, Bravo, Warner Brothers, and Shed Media. Indeed, Miss Glanville has long been taken advantage of by the institutions with which she is indelibly tied personally, professionally, financially, and in the public mind. So I was kind of reading this and... You know, I think there's a lot more to this story. My thing is, I don't know. I'm not. (laughs) I don't know. This is an interesting one. I'm really curious to see. Andy did respond to this. I don't have the clip of what he responded with. I think it was just a tweet or I don't know what X. What are we calling them now? But I believe he tweeted out a statement about this saying she was fully within, you know, like consenting to the situation. And so 
I don't know. It's so hard because then when you get these like high level executives, it just becomes like he said, she said, but it's always like the person of power that's always the one in question. So you're just like, okay, was this, is this like an abuse of power or is it just like, okay, you're maybe not being favored by the Bravo network anymore. And so now you're out for blood. I don't know. This girl is obviously drama, drama, drama. And so it's hard to, I don't know. I don't even like to get into this whole like victim perpetrator thing because everybody has such strong opinions on it. And so hopefully we'll just get more things shed to light as we go on and see what happens. This is the fastest episode ever. This is the express episode (laughs) because when you're filming by yourself, you just boom, 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 boom. You don't have to listen to other people. Not that I I love listening to other people. So. I just appreciate you guys so much for listening. And I just can't thank you enough. Thank you guys so much for watching Gush, your weekly podcast where we dive deep into the top 10 stories of the week. I am your host, Tanner, and we will be back next week for another episode. Love you guys. See you later. Bye. I went to this flea market that was going on. And honestly, I didn't even know what was happening. I just saw a TikTok when I was at the coffee shop. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pop over there. And I got these really cool rings. I'm not wearing them, but I got a couple cool rings. And I just love flea markets. They're so fun just to see everybody's little, like, just stuff, like old stuff from the past. It's so fun. Devils roll their dice. Angels roll their eyes. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. A new hat too. Armadillo did. It's a cool little spot here in Austin. If you're in the area, if you're in the ATX area, hit up Armadillo Den. It's a fun little outdoor kind of country bar. It's a beer garden, actually, I think, but it's pretty fun. Nice weather means we get to be outside. Hmm. Later, rats.